Konnichiwa, Chris. How are you? Konnichiwa, Harry. Namaste. Ah, ni hao. Uh, sashimi. Guten Tag. Yeah. Ah, for our German listeners out there, Matt Lars would, uh, not Matt Lars, Matt Lowe would know our German listeners out there. Uh, yeah, he's Rosa. a man who enjoys his races. Yeah, a schnitzel. Mm. Both of the human and horse type. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't we just get found out this weekend? Yes, it was a, uh, it was very eventful. Uh, seventy-two hours, I think that's the right time length. But um, it started strong, and then mm. yeah, for those listening, fucking Royal Rumble yeah. at the BP petrol station. <laughs> we went to the races at Rose Hill this weekend. Had a cracker of a time, and then it all just stepped off the edge. As we were leaving, went and got some KFC, jumped in a few bushes for those that saw the Instagram story. And then as we were heading back to the bus, one of the great ambushes. Yes. It was like, I don't know, a bit of a guerrilla war tactics. They came yeah. out of fucking nowhere. And um, found ourselves facing about a, a 50 on 11. Then it turned yeah. into about a 50 on 14 with the addition of three other blokes coming to help us. But it, it made no, no change, yeah. really. I think they were headbutting the fists, the, the recruits we got for that. But, I think the worst yeah. part about it is I just don't like losing. No, we won. We won. Oh, we got fuck to go off, back. we won. We got to go back to the Shire. Yeah, I know that's the win, but... So we won. We got fucking torched. Yeah, I didn't, so I was sweet. Me and Lillinger didn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little bit salty at that. Like, who just stands on the side when your mates are getting fucked on and just... Watches it happen. I was stuck in the bus, so that's my that's my thing. A but, bus has a door, mate. Get off and just help. No, but the bus driver was shitting bricks. He <laughs> he uh, he was he had a bit of shell shock. Poor poor old mate, whatever his name was. Uh, I can't remember, but I told him I'd um give him a good review on Facebook. He was yeah. asking us for it when we got off the bus back in the shy. And, yeah, as as he should have. Uh, he got us. Uh, out when all the cops rocked up too. Yeah, which, that was uh, a great move by him. But at the same, yeah. I don't even know how it started. Me either. Um, I just came, because we were leaving KFC and I just sort of came around the corner and I saw a whole heap of commotion when we were walking to the bus and I was like, what's going on here? And then I look up and I see bloody Bove who's just getting absolutely torched on by like 10 blokes. So I just run in and try to start helping him and then I look up and there's Davo, there's Butler. Everyone's just getting absolutely fed then benny runs in to help and then he found his teeth at the back of his throat later on and it was just yeah, coughing them out later <laughs> egg got a bit torched his face was in a Party bit... got torched as Party well. got torched i think everyone jack wilson copped a bit yeah my ribs are a bit tender and so was my wrist but but they were only doing dog shots too they were fucking just yeah cunt's heads like i saw one bloke come in with a swinging arm and smack benny out of nowhere with no vision possible so yeah, it's like michael jennings in state of origin just i can coming say, in just i can say this because i am from western sydney but that was a classic western sydney dog move yeah you blokes should be ashamed of yourselves just square up face to face next time eh? I'll dish yeah. out, we'll dish out a couple of sutherland shire two steps for you yeah or well, i did hit someone with like a Gatorade boomerang thing. Didn't come back though. Fucking clocked him square in the fucking noggin. And I was so proud of myself. But um, Stop yeah. flexing on that. I was getting the shit beat out of me. I was pretty pissed off though. I lost half a bottle of Gatorade to it. But um, one of my favorite flavors, grape. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, I got lost my zinger box too. Some fuckwit just destroyed it. Yeah. So I didn't even get to eat a zinger box. Yeah, but it was a good day at the race. At that. the end of the day, we all got out in one piece. So yeah, you got to count your blessings because in those sort of situations, that doesn't actually happen. So you got to be a little bit happy with that. I was a bit salty that I couldn't get in there and help everyone, but a few of the boys made me realise afterwards that it's, it's not that. At least we didn't have to talk to the cops or anything after that, though. We made it out very quickly, and ah, booyah, we hit the jets. <laughs> yeah. Shout out, Mr. Driver, man. Yeah. Anyway, let's get off that. Let's get into a good note. Yeah, let's get positive. We've got a, a great guest on with us this week, someone I'm rather fond of. He's a two-time premiership winning coach. <laughs> I don't know if that's up yours or two. <laughs> I don't know, but he just he, he threw up the pussy fingers just then. Yeah. One of the is that Angry Boys? Or is that Summer Heights? That was Summer Heights. Oh, the pussy fingers. No. Yeah. No, it was Dick. Oh, I don't even know. We're getting sidetracked again. Oh no, it was Angry Boys. It was Daniel and Nathan throwing up pussy fingers. Yeah. yeah anyway, yeah. anyway, anyway. But getting back on topic before I bring the guest in, just one of the all-round great blokes, a great performer of scribes, not many. Ladies and gentlemen, friend of the pod, Matt Last. Good evening, fellas. Great to be with you here tonight. And hello to the millions and millions of loyal listeners to the Mixed Bag podcast all over the world. It's great to be here with you for this week's episode. Oh, we are absolutely stoked to have you on here. (laughs) Would that be a fair assessment of where the podcast is at right now? So what? We're definitely international. I know for a fact that we're international because it comes up on my little. Um, what's, the, what's the weirdest country or most random country where a listener has come from? Oh, definitely America because that's the only other country that listens. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we're only in Australia and the United States at the moment. but Or in North Korea, they use this as a torture technique to listen to it for their soldiers. So it's very tough. Is it America? I can't believe we're actually in America. Yeah, now we're what in America. Um, I wish I could be able to tell you that, just as United States of America. I, I, I want to go for California. Maybe Houston. Or well, if we had Linger here, he would fucking just go through the whole whole states for us <laughs> and tell us which Nebraska. one. Nebraska. I reckon Alaska. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Forgive me. I'm just cracking another one. Oh, that's all right. What about uh, Michigan? Michigan? That looks well. It kind of looks like a mixed bag sort of <laughs> state. Just it does, terms, actually. Just in terms of how it looks like on the map, but also yeah. a bit going on. <laughs> there is something in that. <laughs> As the kids the kids do say that, something in it. Yeah, all the cool kids. All what are cool. you, uh, what neck oil you got going on there, Lasty? I've got broken shackles. Ah, James Squires. James Lager. Squires, yes. Quite a good drop. Um, my father-in-law got me onto it um, about 12 months ago now. And, um, yeah, it's probably one of my well, yeah, top three sort of go-to beers whenever I, whenever I need to stock up. Um, it's a good, crisp drop. It's a spot. And as a father now, you'd be stocking up quite frequently? Um, I'd like to. Yeah, there's times <laughs> where I can polish off a case. But, um, no... <laughs> Um, no, really enjoying it. It's um, it's a it's a life changing experience. I can I can give you the tip. Um, 
it's um yeah to really enjoy um really enjoy it and um but at the same time enjoy having a, a frothy and chewing the fat with fine blokes like yourselves oh stop it how is little ivy doing mate she's doing very well mate um hard to believe but she's turning one in a week and a half Jesus. um it just yeah it just that like, is flown. it's flown past um it's quite and, and quite a quite a unique story in how she was born actually um going off on a bit of a tangent um on with with harry doing his november fundraising um i'm doing for november i'm doing some fundraising as well for running for premature babies um which is all over my socials if you want to feel the need to to jump on and have a look and donate um but yeah ivy was born five weeks prematurely and it all happened really really quickly like um the sunday before she was born um lisa had her baby shower at her folks house um mm. and she was you know it was at that point we were like thinking oh, okay we're on the home stretch we'll we'll get everything ready in in due course and she was due to be born on christmas day yeah, that's what i remember that on the on the initial due date but um i remember it um on the tuesday night following the uh baby shower i come home from work and lisa's like oh i'm feeling a bit crook in the stomach and um feeling well feeling a bit wet down there so to speak um so i'm gonna go gonna go to the hospital and just get a checkup because like that day, she's been she'd been working out at St John's Park out Liverpool Way, and um, it was very very hot. So it's kind of like, well, I'll probably not think anything of it. And then um, she'll be back home by nine o'clock once they check her through, and um, you know everything's sweet. Um, so I just went I went by my standard Tuesday night, uh, and then nine o'clock rolled around, and she she wasn't home or hadn't heard from her. So I just sent her a text saying just checking everything's all right and then literally 30 seconds later i get a phone call from her saying you need to pack your bags i've gone into labor i'm like what the fuck (laughs) 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 really you you you, you're kidding like no no pack my bags get to the hospital now i'm I'm not kidding matthew get here right now i'm like oh shit um so quickly packing an overnight bag for myself and for her and you know I'm just like in a, another another dimension. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking, you know, what the hell do I need to pack and, and shit like that. Um, so get to the hospital at about ten o'clock that night, and um, ended up sleeping on the floor in the the room there with her. Which um, in did a, you get the in, little cot, or were you just on the floor? In the public <laughs> hospital, in the public hospital, they offer like a you know. Uh, like a two, like a three by one meter gym mat. Yeah. As a as a sleeping apparatus, and I was just like, I'm not going to be able to sleep on this. So, got through to about four a.m. and then her waters broke, so they moved her. Well, they took a couple of hours to move her from the room that we we're in into the delivery suite, and then so I'm kind of thinking to myself, all right, I'm going to have to bunker down and just sort of stay in this room for. The, the next, well, next 12 to 18 hours or so, because like all her friends who gave birth, their labour times were in that sort of 12 to 18 hour sort of time frame. So I was sort of mentally preparing myself for a, a long day just sitting around. Yeah, a big innings in the field. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then, um, yeah, literally, I think it was around eight o'clock in the morning, the um, anaesthetist came around to, to give her a, an injection of, I forget what it's called, some sort of morphine to ease the pain, um, which she took and um, it kind of worked on just one side of her body. So they tried to get, um, get him back in to administer another shot and about, about half an hour later and then literally 10 to 9 Ivy's come running out kicking and screaming into yeah. the world and I'm like kicked in the door and said g'day guys yeah <laughs> I'm, here. I'm here I'm like yes he's here <laughs> my life's just changed in the best part of four hours or so um, yeah wow so yeah that, that was quite a quite an interesting story and like the, the nurses that um, do a great job in the Southern Hospital and the um the premature maternity ward said they haven't seen anything like that in terms of how quick the labour was um, in a long, long time. Um, and then, like the next five days, well, next seven days or so, a bit of a blur, like because um, Lisa had to stay at the hospital in the in the mater- in the premature maternity ward. Um, but with COVID situation at that point in time, there was only you're only allowed one visitor for a certain number of hours. Um, so that was me. So pretty much the next seven days were me commuting between Ingedine, Southern Hospital, and then also had a baby bunting at um, Tarrant Point because we were just like thinking, thinking of things literally every hour that we needed to get, which we hadn't got because we hadn't banked on Ivy uh, joining us as yeah, early. Rocking and did. rolling so early. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, no, I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, she's uh, she's grown up to be a very very happy, very healthy little baby girl. Beautiful. Um, yeah. Yeah, mate. We'll uh, we'll be happy to share around that fundraiser for you on our page as well. Hopefully, get some much needed funds for that. Um, no, very good. Really, really proud of you for doing that as well. It's a it's a great cause. Yeah. Well, um, it's a bit of a challenge running forty two kilometers. I was I was saying to Fitzy about a week and a half ago before I started. I probably run about 42 kilometres of my entire playing career. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and the rest. <laughs> which spans about 25 years. Um, so, now I've done... How much have I done? I've done about 12K so far. Oh, beautiful. Um, so, you're right, you're right on track at the moment. Yeah. To um, knock, knock it over in the full month. No, well, if all, as long as I get to all the preseason training sessions coming up, I should knock it over pretty quickly. Oh. Yeah, I won't be there. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say last year. I'm pretty sure I saw you like run a lot last year and then hunker down in the bushes and bringing up everything you'd had at the office that day. I do remember that too. Um, it was me. And- <laughs> you, and M- you and M. Eves, wasn't yeah, it? That's, that's it. Yeah, me, <laughs> me and Evesy hocking up in the. Um, up <laughs> the, the southern end of the southern end of Waratah. Yeah, the um, Diamond China's family bush end. Mm-hmm. The spew pocket. I think it was after the warm up as well. So oh, quite the embarrassing. Early. Those, those calf stretches they get you. <laughs> the yeah, hip flexing. <laughs> opening, closing the gate. <laughs> like opening the floodgates of the stomach. Yeah, I opened the wrong gate. <laughs> in that instance. Well, we're talking footy. Yes. You um, messaged us during the week and you suggested it'd be a good idea to do a bit of a Q&A around some of our 
preferential players regarding a few scenarios at the club. And I thought that was a banging idea. I believe H did too. I was just happy someone was organized. I was coming on our podcast. It was very, uh, very unique actually, because usually we have people and they have no idea what's doing like myself. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with fatherhood, boys. When um, <laughs> you, 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 if you if you can find an hour or so spare just to do anything else, just so like a little bit of me time, you go for it. Yeah. So. We're gonna hop under Lasty's wing, I reckon. This episode, yeah, he's got two sons after this episode. <laughs> just <laughs> lift that wing for me so I can get under <laughs> the two guardian ages of little Ivy. <laughs> So I'll start, you, I'll start you boys off with um, your first memory Jeez. at our great footy club, Southern Power AFC. Oh, yeah. I was meant to play Union one year and then got a f- um, did a couple of training sessions with, uh, what is it, Southern Districts down at Sylvania, and I fucking hated it. It was like the shittest training session. I get a phone call one day, and it was um, Rowie out of nowhere, and he goes, oh, do you want to come play Southern Power this year? And I'm like, what? And I'm like, ended up playing for him. Get to one training session. And I think Bill was the coach at time in ones. And I kicked like one ball and he comes, he goes up to me, he goes, oh yeah, you're playing ones this week. And I'm like, what? And I've never met anyone in the team. And when I get to the, get to the ground, I'm sitting, um, sitting next to, if you've played a game with uh, Jeffro, he doesn't like to wear pants or anything. And I'm just... 15 or 16 or, or, yeah, I'd say 16 or 17. And, um, yeah, just turned to my right and just pretty much slapped me across the face with uh, the the sausages that are <laughs> in the butcher. <laughs> and I was like, oh, welcome to Senior Footy. Um, yeah, that was probably my first memory, just going, ugh. Usually just everyone showers in uh, skins and everything. And I was just like, oof. Actually, it's probably a weird first experience at a footy club, but yeah, unique. And then I think that was a pretty tough year of footy, actually. We got we got found out quite a fair bit. You know, a fun fact, actually, speaking of Jeffro. That oh, here we the, go. Um, <laughs> that the showers are named after him. They are named after him. That's legitimate. Yeah, get those showers. That's yeah. what you want after a great footy career. <laughs> Just something yeah. in a shower named after you. The, uh, the Jeff A.P. Sullivan, o- O'Sullivan Memorial Showers. Yeah. <laughs> Can I, I hope I get the disabled toilet named after me. <laughs> Why is that, Chris? I don't know. Figure it out. There might be a few of you in that uh, <laughs> bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Just an observation. Yeah. <laughs> T- Tangers might be uh, offering you some stiff competition for that. Oh, f- doubt that. Mm. Okay, it's a good time. But yeah, that was probably my first experience. It's a very weird one, but that's like, yeah, welcome to senior footy. Plastic. Not my, not my favourite memory though. I might jump in here. Yeah, I did. Um, I, 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 did <laughs> I did just say and lasty. Jeez, the crickets. Well, my first experience at the power. Um, it wasn't actually with the power. It was actually playing against the power. And it was probably one of the most horrendous days of footy I've ever encountered in my life. Uh, it was back in 2013. And I was playing for the North Shore Bombers that year because I was living over there at the time. And I was playing in effectively their Prem's reserves team. So the way that the comp was structured back then was essentially 
the Bombers Reserves team were in the same Div 1 comp as the Southern Power seniors. So uh, we made the trek down to the Fortress Gawley Oval late on, well, it was late in the year, kind of like, or like second last round or something. Um, and on paper, it was a, a dead rubber. Like um, the bomber, Bombers, we were out of finals contention because injuries had ravaged us pretty much throughout the year. And uh, we were coming up against a, a white hot power outfit that, um, as history would say, would uh, would go on to win the Div 1 Premiership pretty convincingly that year. But um, from the start, I, um, me and Jonesy, the, the fullback at the, at the Bombers at the time, we were just basically keeping it, trying to keep our head above water, so to speak, in mounting up against Juz and, and Al Fritch down in the forward line. And um, I think from memory, between the pair of them, they'd kicked nine goals by quarter time. And <laughs> I remember I remember going into the, the, the huddle at quarter time thinking to myself, oh, we might be in for a bit of a dirty afternoon today. And um, that absolutely came to fruition. Um, the scoreboard showed uh, a 200 to nil. Holy shit. Jesus yeah. Christ. And um, like the, co- the coach just had no answers, really. I mean, we tried everything. Like, I got moved pretty much everywhere on the ground. Like, there was a period of time I was on the wing, manning up against Stu Bridie, who uh, was probably one of the best players who have ever played for the power. And I'm, like, thinking to myself, what the hell am I doing out here? Because he was just dominating me. And um, even... Later on in the game, I found myself playing half forward, actually lining up on Marsh. And I thought to myself, finally, this guy doesn't look like he has much ability at all. I might, um, I might be able to get one up on him. But um, the thing with Marsh is, like, he comes across as not all that fit. Like, he has the body of a six-year-old boy, but he's <laughs> he's deceptively fit, and he can run a long way. And um, he, uh, I got found out against him. But um, I guess the cream on top of this cake that was that, uh, that flogging, um, I ended up playing full forward towards the end of the game and lining up against Cookie, Adam Cook. Yeah. Um, and the score was like 194 nil at that point. And um, Cookie thought it would be a good idea to go for a bit of a coast-to-coast trot to try and get a cheap goal and... Um, yeah, it was just humiliating, really. Like, uh, I found out a couple of months later that was Cookie's first goal in about five years or so. So, as I was trudging back to the eastern end, how the um, the resis and the threes sort of set up the ground back then was they had their own little sort of diamond Chinese family hill on the northeastern corner. And um, the whole group of them, they were just giving it to me on the way back. And I distinctly remember Kirky. Um, I think he yelled out at the top of his lungs saying, you're the worst footballer I've ever seen in my life. And then that just <laughs> real deep. And I remember it was Kirky because he was about three foot smaller than every other bloke that was, on the, that was in that area. But um, yeah, after that game, I'd pretty much checked out of North Shore and didn't play for them again and um, rocked up at um, night one of preseason in November 2013. And um, yeah, the rest is history. So you realised you wanted to play for the power when they absolutely fucked on you and had some great chat on the hill. Absolutely. It was what I was looking for, it was I was looking for in a footy club. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. My first memory playing at the power is actually pretty similar to yours, H. 
I remember rocking into like my first game. I wasn't fortunate enough like you. I didn't really have the footballing prowess to play first grade <laughs> in my first couple of games there. Yeah, have the name. Yeah. <laughs> Got there at the end of the season though, so that's all that mattered. Um, but yeah, I remember rocking up and the game finishing up and all the boys like we got fucked on, but everyone was still getting around each other. And then I just remember everyone like stripping down kitless and just getting in the shower, like nude and just strutting around the change room, just balls out. And I was just thinking, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Six weeks later, I was doing the same thing, but yeah. A few of them could have got in trouble because I think I could have been 15. So um, <laughs> yeah, indecent exposure around a mile. Yeah. yeah, but I ain't no snitch. <laughs> now the shoe's on the other foot and you're doing it. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I refuse to share. skills at um, high school, Harry. So. What, what was that? Especially at <laughs> <in> Endeavour. <laughs> they don't teach those sorts of life skills at high school. Oh, yeah, no, they don't. They definitely don't at my school. No. no. <laughs> uh, toughest player at the club, boys. You I'm can't going, say yourself. So I'm going Davo. And you also can't use the same player twice. So if you say a player once in any of these. Oh, fuck. I've got the same person over and over coming up. No, nah, mate. <laughs> um, I'm going Davo as my toughest player. Jeez. I'm trying to think who's tough. Um, well, whilst, oh. you think, whilst you're thinking, Harry, um, yeah. Leon Johnson for me, toughest player that I've seen on the field and also played alongside. But... In saying that, though, um, I don't know what you boys feel, but when we talk about the toughest player, I feel that the men get the lion's share of this accolade. And I feel that the women, particularly the power, need to be acknowledged on this. Oh, 100%. And I do have an honourable mention I want to share <laughs> with you guys. A teleprompter in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> the handwritten paper notes. <laughs> this is where we turn the page. Um, Taylor Smith. Oh, um, huge! Yeah, massive. Yeah. I've, I, I don't watch a whole lot of women's footy, but um, the odd occasion I have watched a few games here and there, I've, she just comes across as very tough on the field. And I'm not sure if either of you have seen probably early in the year. I was early earlier this year, I think. One of the um, it was either the Ultimate Resi or Mad Monday social pages ran like a short video. Yeah, yeah. From the I think it was from their North Shore game. It was the I think it was, yeah no it was the Peno game. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Penno, sorry, my bad. Yeah, Taylor's come from dead set row 10, ironed out this chick, just folded her like a Tarakash suit. Um, yeah, it was just <laughs> awesome. After its yearly appearance at the Melbourne Cup. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that yeah, was the, huge. Uh, yeah, the shit thing was like, the, the umpire just turning the water straight away and blowing a free kick against her. But, um, yeah, I, I don't really know Taylor all that well from a, a social level, but. You know, I wouldn't want to get in their bad books, so to speak. Yeah. He kind of kind of gives me that vibe. So Taylor Smith for me is a yeah. honorable shout out, toughest player at the power. Definitely. I'd I'd put her in mind as well. I would say Avesy as well. So Tay and Avesy from the women to me. That'd be up there with two of the toughest from the girls. Yeah. H, you got any thoughts uh, on this one or Yeah, I I'll I'll probably go Marshy. What makes you say that? I don't know. I think he's just a tough man. Uh, I don't know. I don't really I can't really pick. There's many tough people at our club. I just don't want to just, I'll just pick Marshy. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. Well, you can't pick yourself. So it's tough. Off. How so, tough are you throwing Gatorade bottles when the rest of us are in the fight? Mate, I had a weapon. What else am I meant to do? 
There's my can't, weapons, baby. Can't really see much of a black eye right now, H. So yeah, I'm... mascara. Uh, what's it called? A bit of makeup's done. Bl- it. Blush, yeah. isn't it? A bit of blush on me, my eyes. A bit of Bondi Sands. Yeah. <laughs> one uh, of great, one of great brands. Best club man or woman? Matt Lowe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Um, what's it called? Brownie on the Barbie. Good feed. Feed me. Mm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Brownie can cook a good Barbie. So that's why I'm going to go Brownie. And I'm a large man and I need a, a Barbie uh, after a game of footy. So, What's your go-to yeah. meal on the Barbie? Um, he does a good chicken burger or just like bacon and sausage, onion, bit of Barbie sauce. I agree um, with that. Mm. There's, a lot, there's a lot of guys who don't do good chicken burgers in terms of they don't actually cook the chicken. Yeah, you can still hear it. That's the noise of a chicken. Oh, fuck, I'm done. <laughs> Is that how chicken sounds? Yeah. Oh, fuck, I'm done. It goes, squawk, squawk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck me. <laughs> Chris Brighty, over to you. Um, ooh, best club man, I'm going to go titties, race fans. Yes, that's a shame. Uh, best club woman, I'm going to say huggies. She's done a she's done a hell of a lot for the club over the years, particularly in the uh, youth girls sector. Massive. I agree. With, I agree with that. Yeah, youth girls is just dominant. Yeah, and the fact that now we're seeing all of those youth girls filter through our club and playing first, second, third grade women's is just awesome. Like the retention rate from it's sick. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Can I pick someone that's already been mentioned by you two? Yeah, because I I agree with titties. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Huge. Um, very selfless. He's usually the first there of a, of a Saturday morning setting up and the last to leave. So, no, absolutely him. Um, best club woman, probably going Nikki Benny. Um, oh, that's yep. a shout. Yeah. Um, canteen wouldn't run without her. And, um, yeah, I, I do enjoy uh, spending my hard-earned behind, uh, behind the canteen before and after again. Few Sunday roads. I'd go Funniest teammate. Uh, for me, Bruz, absolutely hands yeah. down. Um, he's just got a really unique sense of humour, which I love and appreciate. And he just has the most random conversation with him. Anything yeah. he says, you could just you're, you're in the stitches. Yeah, he's got some good stories too. Yep. <laughs> Same with the bloke that I'm going to go with. I'll oh. go with Matt Lowe. <laughs> I think everyone saw that coming as soon as that was the question. I was going to mm-hmm. drop Lowy. He's the first person to laugh at his own jokes and the last to stop laughing at him, but his stories <laughs> are absolutely unreal. And yeah, I, he gives me all the serotonin I need all week long. <laughs> I'm going Liam Hamling. Um, I think you can just, he just takes the piss out of himself. Um, and he's also one of the funniest blokes I've ever met. He was yeah. probably the first mate at like footy club too. Yeah, um, yeah, he took me under his little wing and now look at me. Um, but yeah, I love my little Liam Hamling, uh, my little Chinese friend. And um, <laughs> The yeah. best part about Ling is that he doesn't even try to be funny. He just yeah. speaks and it just comes out pure gold. Yeah, he, he, he's, yeah his comedy's dry and I fucking love Liam Hamling. <laughs> Best silly no, Sunday I, performance. Oh, Will Coombe, Barry. Oh, yeah. Silly Sunday, mate. That's a footy trip. Oh, I thought you said footy trip. Sorry. 
Sorry, silly. But still, Sunday. that was yeah. yeah silly was, silly was, Sunday and footy trip sound yeah. very very similar. Yeah, no, that was, that was huge. I read the question wrong, but um, right. yeah. How, I, how do you I'm, read it when I say it? I'm reading. Yeah, I'm going to still Wilcom silly uh footy trip though. All right. So favorite <laughs> it was on a Sunday performance then. Wilcom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Getting classic. caught on fire, rapping. Oh, can't beat that. I had one written down for a silly Sunday, but I can also throw in a, a yeah, footy We'll trip go one. footy trip first, then we'll do silly Sunday next. Gives Harrison time to think with his shit noggin. Um, footy trip. There was a few um, from the 2014 edition because uh, we hired out the same house in Berry that year um, that we went all went down in 2018. Um, Toots really announced himself as a force to be reckoned with on that footy trip. We had um, a, a rookie draft camp um, sort of set up, which I don't remember a whole lot of because I participated in it. There was a lot of drinking and a lot of, uh, a lot of fitness-based exercises. Um, so I got found out quite badly in that. Um, <laughs> Linger. Linger stood out to me because uh, on the, the Saturday we made the trek from Barry up to Kembla. Oh. So we we, um, we caught the train up, which was about a oh, like a two and a half hour trek. Don't know why we did that. And <laughs> drunk, drunk our own body weight and pissed. Um, the fu- the funniest memory actually of um, of being there was just randomly bumping into Rowie. Like he wasn't even on the footy trip, but he was at Kembla. Off yeah, right. gambling life, uh, life away. Um, but we managed to secure a cab on the way back from uh, Kembla to Bury. Um, and in order to do that, we got into the cab and said to the bloke, God, oh, can you take us to Bury? And he was like, oh, no, no, no. That's like <laughs> a two-hour drive. And I'm like, okay, let, we'll put down 20 bucks deposit. Um, and we'll pay the rest when we get there. And he was like, yeah, hook, line and sink, we'll get him in. So it was me, Linger, the Wuss. Oh, the Wuss. Uh, Goob, James Clark, and another little fellow called Charlie was in the, was in the, car, was in the cab with us. Um, and from memory, um, we got to, you know, where the, the RSL club is? So not right in the middle of town, but enough of a distance away from the house yeah. we were staying at. So we, yeah. we dropped, dropped us there and Lingen just said, let's go. We all bolted. So, um, yeah, that was oh. one, of the, one of the great performances. We- <laughs> <laughs> That's at the end. Between the four of us, we paid five bucks each to get a cab from Campbell to Barry. <laughs> <laughs> That was footy trip. Silly, uh, silly Sunday. Wasn't a silly Sunday. It was a Mad Monday performance. And the year in question, I was only there for about 90 minutes or so because I just started a new job and had to work the Monday. Um, but I bumped, uh, jumped into boils on the way home from work to oh, catch, catch up with everyone. With you. Uh, Brandon Norton. Yes. Oh, yeah. I was going to say the ninety minutes. <laughs> the ninety minutes that I was at Boyle's, seeing him, that was probably one of the best performances I've ever seen. Um, I think he got 
booted out of Boyle's at least 15 times. Yeah. But always managed to find his way back into one of the Literally two minutes later, he walks in the front door and he was off his tree. And the thing that got me was the Corey Worthington. Yeah, Yeah, the the kit. That was awesome. And the Jim Beam shirt too. Yeah. Yeah, that that was one of the best Mad Monday performances I've seen. I'd have to go with for Silly Sunday slash Mad Monday. It'd either be Nordo from that year or it would be Dean Rawlinson on the hill last year at um, what's that joint in Marrickville? Henson. Uh, yeah, Henson, Dean yeah. in his absolute element on Henson just going off. It was just something I really got around. Uh, but yeah, Nordo was also good. And for footy trip, Liam Hamling in Bar and Bay was something oh. else. <laughs> <laughs> he was in. No, he was in great form on that trip too. Yeah, oh. the fact that my favourite part about that was like he was awesome for the whole three days or whatever, however long we were up there. He was awesome. But we were on the same flight home. And oh, that would have been interesting. So we're at Byron Airport and I'm sure everyone knows the Byron Ballina Gateway Airport is real small. Anyway, so we're all jumping on the plane Three, like they put over three big announcements over this airport for Liam Hamling to get back on the plane. He's in the bathroom. His nose has just been pissing blood since we've got to the airport. It's like a running tap. He just can't stop it. Anyway, like me and Lowy are standing on the tarmac waiting for him. And he just comes out with like two like rolls of toilet paper shoved up his nose doesn't have his bag or anything. Lowy's holding that. And he's just like nose in the air, just trying to like stop this flow of blood, gets onto the plane and just like, it was huge. Yeah. The fact that they announced him multiple times that the flight was about to start without him. Please get back on the plane. <laughs> yeah. So me, Lowy and Ling were the final three people on the plane home from Byron that year. How did he go on the flight? I don't know. I, I got stuck about in the first third of the plane and he was like in the back row. So I didn't say how he ended up, but I dare say, I dare say it was a rough 40 minutes. He's still kicking at least out. Liam Hamlin. Real character building. Uh, Biggest pest at the footy club. Hawani. Yeah. I've got Hawani as well. Or close second, Tom Jackson. Um, no, no, Hawani by a but, oh, six lengths. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. No, I'd okay. have to, I'd have to agree with that. If, like, just get one sip of fruit beer into him, and yeah, he's just <laughs> fruit beer. egregious. Oh. Um, I didn't have Hawani, but the egg, Owen Wright for me. Oh, oh no! <laughs> actually, it, oh. he's quite a, pest, <laughs> quite a pest, and the thing that sort of makes him win that for me is well even after a game he's just like full of energy up and about and trying to rev everyone up and I'm like sitting back thinking to myself bro I've just walked off the field gathered 40 possessions playing at centre half back turn it up just leave me be I'll come out and join you when I'm recovered like three days later you've Um, got as many possessions as you have kilometres you've run in your whole career Low, low 40s, yeah. No, I agree with that. But yeah, um, honourable mention of Booby Gibson too. 
Oh, I won't have that. Boob's not a pest. He's a king. He's just. A oh no, no, so, no. Sorry. Um, if you get a bit of grog into him, Lockie Brady. He's oh yeah, pest. yeah. And Fitzy too. Oh, he he has a few beers, and oh, he's just loud as and, and Fitzy's just to punish sometimes, yeah. some nights. Uh, I, I can tolerate a drunk Fitzy. Um, little thumbless yeah. Fitzy. Yeah, Brady. Yeah. Best win you've ever been a part of. 2018 grand final for me. Oh, yes. That's, Best goal uh, I've ever seen in a grand final. That was the game where the world got announced. Christopher Brady. <laughs> no, no, honestly. Big game I mean, player, C. Brady. Yeah. Well, no, honestly. Um, well, Tongs did play a very good game that day and, you know, probably rightfully got the, the best on ground. But to this day, I, you know, in the moments leading up to it, I was adamant that you were going to win that best on ground award, Bridie. And um, it was at that point I thought, you know what, this kid can this kid can play. Um, I put you in the leadership group the year after. But no, I agree with that. Yeah, 2018 grand final for me, just... Everything about it was special. Um, besides the two grand finals for me, um, the best win that I've been a part of was the Ranwick game this year. The game we played just before we went into lockdown. Oh, in the rain. Yeah, it was hectic. Yeah, it was like minus 200 degrees out there. It was 100 kilometer hour winds. Um, Rumour has it, Morsey still hasn't thawed out. <laughs> yeah, he's still sitting from in the shadows. Yeah, um, but yeah, that like we the fact that I was playing shows how much how many injuries we had, um, and um, yeah, it was just a dogfight. Um, it was just a game that we sort of had to had to win to sort of assert our dominance on the competition. But yeah, just to do it in that fashion, um, like the the way the conditions were, you, you know, probably the last thing you'd, you'd want to do on a day like that was play footy. But um, now, for me, beside the grand, before, beside the grand final wins, that was that's my favourite win. Yeah, besides the grand finals, I'd probably have to go the mission to walk round that we did for Cookie a few years ago. No, was that, that was that was a special day. Uh, even more special night, actually. Yeah, Harry, your favourite. Um, I I think this year uh, at Randwick, the Anzac Day game that was pretty cool to be like a part of. We had a decent little comeback too. Um, I kicked the sealers. So I was quite happy with that. I tell you um, who was instrumental that game. Chris Brady. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah all, all, all two minutes. Yeah. Oh, two minutes is fucking pushing it too. I'll fuck off. One minute was you hobbling back off. <laughs> but it, it, it I, was. I played a full quarter. It was two minutes into the second that I got done. It, it was cool. Um, like having the minute silence and shit, and then the background, you got like the guns going off too in the gun range, which is pretty sick. But um. Can't even say winning the premiership game because that was probably the worst game of footy I've ever been a part of. The was it 2019? Yeah, 2019 won? against yeah. Blacktown. Yeah. That was the worst fucking game of footy ever. So that's down the bottom. But um, I think that um the Goalie 22 day as well, where um we rolled back into I think Dalton House or something. That was a pretty cool game because our team sucked that year and we finally got a win against a good team. And then we all just went all. Oh, all guns blazing back into Dalton House. And I Goalie as... 22 and I got stuck with Tim Jensen and his leather. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. 
Us, yeah, so I'm paid for that night, but yeah, it was a good night. Dressed yeah. as the Great Union candy bar chicks. Thanks to Dad for his hectic fit. Worst injury you've ever seen. Doesn't have to be power related. It could just be any injury that you've been a part of game wise. Oh, I can't even see one. Um, what year was it? I think it was it was either 2016 or 2017. Uh, we played Camden at Gawley and Bardo got folded in half like an ironing board. Um, had to go to hospital. Um, I think, I think from memory, the game actually got caught off. He yeah, won us. He won us that game. He won us that game. Early in the last, yeah, I remember that because um, Camden were like had kicked five or six in a row and they were coming and then, yeah. He got folded. Worst one I ever saw was in school footy. I think it was year nine or year 10. Being at a school in Reevesby, there's definitely not enough AFL players to make up a full team. So we had like a few of the league boys and a few of the soccer boys (laughs) come and play. And that's when you know you're in trouble. And (laughs) one of those soccer boys was playing and he got tackled and absolutely snapped his arm completely in half it was kind of like that scene in harry potter where old mate tries to fix his arm and it just like (laughs) flops so like half of his arm was up here and the other half was like down there yeah Yeah, fuck that wasn't pretty you you don't get many injuries uh up in the full forward area um i did one in juniors that tackled some bloke and you just heard this like snap underneath it and i was like oh it's a fucking grim noise. And look down and his legs just like not yeah. <laughs> Good tackle though. I got the free kick, but yeah, his leg uh yeah, he lost yeah, I think he snapped his leg. Poor fella. Oh. One player you could live with. Ryan Watson or Chris Bridey. Um I I reckon Chris Bridey above Ryan Watson, but um yeah. But who knows if you get to move out with Chris Bridey. Um, but yeah, two great blokes, two of my great mates at the footy club, and yeah, who else? Why not both of them? Why not both? Hola. I'd have to say Watto as well, to be honest. Yeah, he's just he, maybe he, he, you he as well. Cook. H, he, he can cook, definitely. he can cook. Watto, he can drink, and he's uh, got a what's, his, voice. what's his specialty dish? Probably anything on the Barbie by the looks of it. I reckon VB battered chips. For me, I think the fact that Ryan Brown can lay down 250k to buy a Range Rover and the fact that he's <laughs> on a, well, he says he's on a seven figure salary and works probably three months of the year. I probably want to live with him because I know <laughs> that all the, all the bills, everything will be paid for. Uh, come out with a nice glass of Dom Perignon on a Monday. Yeah, um, I could just live rent-free in his house, <laughs> in his head. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you most like to go overseas with? I'm going to say Isaac Smith. Yeah, yeah. actually, yeah, that's the best, yeah. We'd have a good time in Bali or just anywhere, really. I reckon as Hooker, he'd take me on a lovely adventure, I reckon. We'd go see some sights. We'd go drink some beer. And then at the end of the day, after a long hike, we'd have a redox bath together in our hotel room. So, <laughs> with that yeah, big, I could see you hiking the, through the mountains of Borneo. Yeah, me and Azhuka just just trekking through it and then just 
pour in a nice warm bath. Just two hairy men just it's a bit of a it's a bit of a dark horse as um when he's on the when he's on the drink which is pretty few and far between like myself, <laughs> he um he gives a good gives a good nudge so um for me i would go overseas with fitzy i think and the final question in this hour-long q a <laughs> most likely to shower with the door shut harry tattersall <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, um, I'm, I'm going Matt last. Yeah, Matt last, yeah. <laughs> I'll lock him Matt last. I'm just trying to remember if I did that. <laughs> yeah, pro- yeah, probably early on. Yeah, yeah. this year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah and he's, he's returned, says, and he had to reacquaint himself with the rules and regulations of the yeah. shower. But funny you mentioned me because I was showing Lisa, my wife, the rundown of this <laughs> podcast. Um, so prior, prior, prior to jumping on, she goes, "Well, do you do you realise that you shower with the door shut every night?" I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, "Why do you do that?" I'm like, "Well, you know, a bit of privacy." She goes, well, "What are you doing in there?" I'm like, "Oh my, Matt, oh, last. No. <laughs> making a <it> bigger." <laughs> yeah, so so you can you know, come out, come out the shower and kick in the door, maybe yeah. Hulk. Yeah, yeah. So sh- shout out to my wife, Lisa. I know she'll be. <laughs> hey, Lisa. Hopefully, she lets me back in. Um, yeah, and, you are down. But um, no, for me, I reckon a few of the young fellows would fit firmly in that in that bracket of sharing with the door shut and also sharing with their speedos on at the same time. So, Jaden Lucas, <laughs> Noah Bailey, Jackson Brennan, Josh Moore's, Josh Moore's, yeah, Josh Moore with the small hog. Jeffro Sullivan. <laughs> oh, don't you dare. <laughs> Musically. Blast from the past. This is the second last time we're going to do this, Brody. Yeah, I know. It's quite emotional. More to come there. But is this the second time ever or second time for this season? Second last time. Like for good? Oh, just for this season. Oh, who knows? Who knows? Depends yeah. if we get another deal with Spotify. Yeah, they've been real dicks recently. Yeah. Why, why is that? They're just not just paying. In, in, not paying enough. Yeah. Well, I actually yeah. had a th- I actually have a thought about what you guys could do next if Spotify don't come to the party. And well, there's a bit in this, I reckon. Um, instead of calling yourselves the Mixed Bag Podcast, it'd be now. Hear me out. Slim Shady and Slim Thick. Oh. Now there's there's parallels in being the primetime drive uh, drive home radio show because the other flagship show that's on Kiss 106.5, of course, is the breakfast slot in Kyle and Jackie O. Um, Now, if we put the two together, on one side, you've got two morbidly obese men. (laughs) That's Harry for those of you playing at home. Oh, I'm done. And then, then on the and then on the other side, you've got two absolute sorts with luscious blonde locks and Chris Brighty and, and Jackie O. So I reckon there's a bit in that. Yeah. Brad, Holl- Brad Hollis, if you're listening, put that on the next um yeah, good boy, good boy, good footy, footy energies podcast. Yeah. Plug from my main man, Brad. Shout out. Actually, do you know a fun fact about Jackie O? Do you know what a surname is? 
in real life. Is it actually O? No, it's no. not. It's um, I know it's what last. it is. That's actually, legi- that's legitimate. It's last. Her Where'd last she get the O last. from? Something, isn't it? Is her middle name start with an O? Maybe. I don't know. No, I don't know. Jackie Olivia last. Jackie Octopus last. Maybe I should change, change. Maybe I should change my surname to O. Maddie O. I can talk an hour about fucking Paul Mateo. <laughs> g'day, g'day to you, Paul. I know he listens. Oh, he f- <laughs> looking after his kids. Oh, I fucking love Paul Mateo. Oh shit. <laughs> he's one of the he's one of the great content creators on um Flippy Posting. I've got a new content creator now, Hasbulla, actually. He's a... Uh... He's my celebrity crush, actually, at the moment. Little Hasbulla. You can say that. He's 19. Yeah, I know, but... I was going to say, quite... is, he, is he a little kid or is he like a... a no, he's actually, he's he's actually 19. Yeah. 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 He's just a midget. Dana White said that there's a possibility Matt Lowe of him going midgets. to the UFC. So, that's something to look at. But we just went down a huge rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> We're going into the blast of the past. And uh, Lusty, since you're the guest... You can go first. <laughs> that was good. Thanks, Harry. Um, my song for Blast of the Past, um, really nostalgic for me. It, um, it was actually the first album that was ever bought, bought for me. It's from the album Yourself or Someone Like You. My song for Blast of the Past is 3AM by Matchbox 20. Oh. Fucking Fuck massive. That is a fucking tune, Matt Last. Oh. Oh. I was going to pick Rob that Rob Thomas week. just absolutely does everything. Yeah. Well, that, that song really set him up, really, because he went on to bigger and better things. Like, I think his greatest ever song was Smooth. Oh, featuring oh, yeah. Carlos Santana. Santana. Yeah. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. So, but but um, I mean, I, I, I'm a fan of Push as well. There was a few bangers on that album. There was Push, there was Real World as well. Uh, my song for this week. Yes, your song. Turned 10 last week. I'm going with Levels by Avicii. Chris Brady, that is a that is a banger. That yeah. is a rest in peace song. to the legend, an absolute right. pioneer of electronic music. And yeah, that song's just awesome. I've got a lot of fond yeah. memories to it. There was a there was a video doing the rounds early, early in the week, or about a week ago. Uh, I think it was him playing that song for the first time live at um, what's the music? Festival? Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland in Belgium. Yeah. 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 Mm. That's, that that's what time. they played with it, say, like to signalize 10 years of it. Yeah. Yeah. Shame he's dead. It is actually. It's a massive mm. shame. It is a shame. 
What about you, Harry Tattersall? So, yeah, I've just been I'm and Aaron for a while, just picking what song I'm going to go. And this one made me fall in love with this band. There's many songs I could have picked for them because I love them religiously. Uh, the bloke died a while ago. So I'm going to go Never Tear Us Apart in Excess. I, I was standing. You were there. Two worlds collided. Family would be very happy with that. It's a tune. There's so many tunes you can pick off them. Um, Mystify was a close second, but uh, Never Tear Us Apart as a South Australian boy, as a part-time Port fan. uh, Get your, what's it called? Get your scarves out and go, Never Tear Us Apart. I don't actually enjoy that they do that. Oh, come on. You haven't haven't been to a game there then because it is mad. Yeah, I know, but it's just something about it just doesn't, I don't know, it just doesn't feel right. It it feels right when you're there, waving a scarf, going, go port. Mm, yeah. Mm, no. I don't say it, I say it more like manly, no, like, go port. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah blast from the past. I think you're on mute, Chris. No, I just didn't want to speak. I just want Harry to stop throwing his fucking bottle. Oh, again, I can't have fun. I'm sick like, of editing it. You, like when you speak and you just go, um, it's like North, it's so annoying to edit out. It's a North Korean fucking regime I live in here, Lusty. I'm glad you get to witness it. I just like perfection. I actually noticed the number of times you said um in this podcast. I think I've written, well, I'm counting it, 178 and counting. I, I actually don't care what anyone says. <laughs> yeah, and there was another mouth sound. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, speaking of no one caring what um, what you say, Harry, do you have any life advice for us this week? Yes, I do, actually, Lassie. Thank you for bringing that in. <laughs> so as concerts are starting to come back into Australia, um, there's been a few incidents over the weekend, and it's more just safety tips. And I'm not sure if he's meant to tour Australia this year. But if Travis Scott comes to Australia, this is my life advice. Bring a headgear or even some cricket pads or something. That's my life advice for the day. Make sure you're safe at music festivals with protection, especially. That's Um, good advice. Just be safe at music festivals, especially a Travis Scott one. It's a shame that we're only going to get to hear for this season, one more edition of your life advice. Something we're going to bring up now is, yeah, next week is the final episode of the Mixed Bag for season one. And we're going to do something special. For the fans. For the fans. It's a fan-based episode. Millions of them. After our little edition of Blast from the Past next week, we're going to open the floor up. Going to open the Zoom up. Whoever wants to jump on, if anybody wants to jump on, people might not want to jump on. But if anybody wants to come on next week, look out for links on Instagram and both of our individual socials. Come and have a little bit of a yarn with us. 
little bit of a chat. We'll probably keep it short and sweet for your appearance. So if you haven't been on the pod yet, if you want to just come and get on the bag with us, now's the perfect <laughs> opportunity. Come Saturday with us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, next, next Monday, come jump on the bag with Harry and I. So if you haven't been on, if you have been on and you just want to say something else that you didn't get a spit out last time. Hmm. Be- be- we'll do best guess gets a mixed bag t-shirt too. You've heard it here from me. We're doing that. Yeah. Don't hold your breath on when they're coming, but. Exactly. You're going to get a t-shirt. And I don't know if it'll be good or Sharpie misspelt mixed bag podcast, but we're doing merch. Yeah, One so shirt. that'll be next episode. <laughs> Something to look forward to. So if you are planning on getting on after you listen to this, think of something good. Yeah, exactly. Think of something good. Yeah. Um, I, was, I might yeah. stay on this call for the remainder of the week and, <laughs> and, and, jump and continue on next week, if that's all right. Yeah, I'll just keep my laptop open for you. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get a tough watching ten minutes last year when, <laughs> when the lights go off in the Tattersall bedroom, but um, <laughs> but uh, won't be his proudest wank. I've seen you in the showers, Hastings. Um, you know nothing new for me. You've seen more of him in the showers than he has of himself. Yeah. All right. Well, um, let's from ra- the waist down. Let's uh, wrap it up here. Um, Lusty, thank you very much for for being on uh, this week. Um, hopefully people uh, reach out and donate to your cause that you're running for. Hundred um, percent. We'll share it during the week um, after this pod, uh, podcast comes out, and uh, everyone make sure, please. Also, November. Oh, sounds like we're just asking for money here, but we're both doing it for heaps good causes close to our hearts. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Lassie, for coming on. Uh, any Sorry, Lassie, just before? quickly before you oh. give your last words. Just in that little sentence, Harry ran there. How many ums did you count? I'm I'm actually leaving this chat. I'm done. Eh? Twelve, at least. Yeah. Oh, ah, oh, cool. On playback, there's probably at least twenty-five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, lastly, any final words? No. Well, um, it's been a privilege to to be on the the show with you guys this week. To, I guess, sort of be viewed in the, the same light as other local legends that have been on the podcast this year. Um, now it's been great to, to catch up with you boys. Um, I guess I'm looking forward to seeing everyone on, on Thursday night. Well, major, major, majority <laughs> of the boys. Yeah. You, you too. Um, Thanks again for coming on, mate. It was a good yarn, good laugh. Well, thank you. I was a bit nervous coming on. Some serious eight mile vibes here um, at my house. Like when we before we jumped on, speeding ivy. So there was uh, vomit on my sweater. Um, had some dinner, which was uh, mum's spaghetti, and I was nervous. But um, I just on the service, I wanted to be calm and ready. And Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> oh, on on that note, Harry, play your outro track. This one's good. <laughs>